When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bonus podcast brought to you by the Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, a long wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. It's your boy Troy, and with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, the main event collector, and the figure hunting warrior. He is the British Bulldog to my Owen Hart. He wasn't even there. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? What's up? <laughs> oh, I was gonna start singing "God bless the what's it but God bless the Queen," right? God save the Queen. God save yeah. the Queen. Yeah, I was gonna start saying that, but I'm a little measly uh, today. Oh uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to sing "Oh Canada," you know, while sitting backwards on a horse. So. You got yourself so lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Either way, well, ladies and gents. We are actually covering a weekly show here. This is, there are a couple things I learned about this Raw that we're covering today. Uh, it is the first ever two-hour Raw, and I thought, well, this is the start of the two-hour Raws, right? No, I guess it was just like a special edition of Raw. It, the two hours didn't officially start until March after, I think it was after Mania, right? It might have been the night after, actually. Okay, yeah, because I know you and I had talked about Raw opening up with beautiful people, and I thought this might be it, but no, that also starts in March. I think it has to do with like season premieres or something, or maybe it's just you know because it's post WrestleMania that's the WWE's season. So I don't know, but either way, and you said it happened a couple of times with beautiful people, right? It did, but I think they you wouldn't know it because I think they um, dub it over on the on Peacock. Yeah, probably put in, like, thorn in your eye or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, whatever the raw theme was at that point. But, yeah, so things are a-changing in the WWF. 
and we're going to talk about that. They're not yet on top. WCW stole running wild, brother, with the NWO hot as hell. And we actually covered, if you want more from around this era, a couple weeks from here, you can experience uh, Super Brawl 7. Greg was actually there. So if you want to go check that out, it is uh, in the archives now. But we're trying to touch touch on, we did ECW from 96, this from 97, and next week we're covering 1998, which we will get to here in, uh, well, you know, next Wednesday. But real quick, before we get into all the news and notes, we're going to take this time out to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. You can click on that link down in the podcast description, and when you go to check out, let them know that the main event, Marks, and Burns sent you. Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code, Main Event Marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. Also, follow us on our link tree. It is linktr.ee forward slash Main Event Marks. There you can see all the links to uh, wherever the podcast is live. And make sure that you go to our YouTube, like and subscribe, like all the videos there, subscribe to us. We are posting new content almost daily on our YouTube channel. We've really stepped it up with quality and uh, with quantity as well. So if you don't want to miss a moment of the main event marks, follow us there. We're also doing marks on movies, marks on TV, and marks on games. So we are expanding, baby, all on YouTube. It's uh, reviews on various video games, reviews on movies and previews of movies, previews of shows and tele- and uh, reviews of shows as well. Check us out on YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Main Event Marks podcast. Also, listen to Burns live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. That is when you can hear our podcast live on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. Burns is a brand new unhinged sports radio network, and it stands for Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. We go live every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. That's Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on TIKILive.com forward slash channel forward slash B-U-R-N-S. But now that we're done with all the shilling, time to take our first break. When we come back, we're diving headfirst into all the news and notes from this time. Right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's Main Event Marks 
Bonfire.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. We're back. News and notes time, baby. The WWF and USA Network have been heavily discussing expanding Raw to two hours and running live every Monday night. Both sides want it, but the holdup is negotiations over what percentage each side is going to have to pay for the weekly $100,000-plus cost for doing the show live each week. USA is especially pushing uh, for the two-hour change because of their new show, La Femme Nikita, uh, that has been struggling against TNT's new Robin Hood series. Real quick, do you remember that Robin Hood show at all? I do not, but I remember La Femme Nikita because it always feels like... Uh, was it before Raw, after Raw? It was after, yeah. That's what so I, before was always like some law and order, probably. You you remember the old school, like the ticker at the bottom of, of Raw that was like mm-hmm. uh, countdown to La Femme Nikita. <laughs> There's a couple of episodes on um, on uh, Peacock that they forgot to edit that out of. So, yeah, well, I think it's over the master footage because like they they have like uh, lower thirds advertising it on on this one we're about to review. Yeah, I was right. like, oh, my gosh. Definitely brought back some memories, but I do not remember Robin Hood whatsoever. But that's probably because of the I extra remember a couple hour. of times they would the outro overall. Stay tuned for Lefem Nikita. Literally say it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's probably because of the extra hour of wrestling lead in that TNT has. February is sweeps month, so it's especially important for USA to have higher ratings so that they can demand more money from advertising. USA wanted to air the entire Royal Rumble match during this Raw, which is called Royal Rumble Raw, figuring that it would do a huge rating, 
They ran commercials for several days advertising it, but then Request TV and Viewer's Choice stepped in and threw a fit. They claimed that they had the exclusive deal to air the Rumble and uh, prevented USA from airing it. Do you remember seeing advertisements that they were going to show the whole Royal Rumble match? I do, yeah. That's nuts. And then we get to the – I mean, they still call it Royal Rumble Raw, and they're showing clips of it, but why did they ever think – Oh, yeah, we can. It was only on pay per view, like, you know, last night or whatever, but we could show the whole thing, right? <laughs> what? They actually did end up doing it in, what was it, 2015? <laughs> if you remember. Is that the snowstorm? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. fun unprecedented. Yeah, I, I guess they. Well, were they on the. I forget where they were on the network, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's how they got around it, because they're like. They co-owned it. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of, because that's a little weird. Uh, but I decided to start off with that story because it's a pretty big deal, especially knowing what's to come and what we're covering today on the podcast. But So I didn't start off with death, but we're going to go into death here. It's a staple show. Yep. Legendary 1950s and 60s wrestler Dr. Jerry Graham passed away this week at the age of 68. Graham and his brother Eddie often sold out Madison Square Garden, this was during the Capital Wrestling Federation days when Vince McMahon Sr. was just getting started. Graham is most famous for being part of the mash that led to the famous 1957 riot at MSG. Had you ever heard of that? No. Okay, neither had I. And I was like, okay, well, I can't leave the audience hanging. I've got to look this up. So in November of 1957, Graham teamed with Dick the Bruiser to take on Argentina Baca. <laughs> right. uh, Argentina Rocca and Eduardo Carpentier in the main event at MSG. After Graham's team took the loss, he attacked Rocca. The attack was so vicious that the fans rioted. They threw chairs and stormed the ring while Dick the Bruiser and Graham held them at bay, tossing bodies from the ring. <laughs> that must have been a sight to see. The scene was so bad that eight police officers were injured, hundreds of arena seats were destroyed, and someone even stole Graham's ring robe. The riot nearly killed the wrestling business in New York. It led to MSG banning children under 14 for the next 20 years. Mm. <laughs> That's freaking nuts. So what, they came back when Bruno was there or what? I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. It's like, well, okay, it's a more family-friendly atmosphere. Oh, by the way, Dusty Rose is going to bleed all over the place. <laughs> that was a, that it's was okay. A well, he didn't work for them. He worked for WWE, so it's fine. Yeah, that's that's a somebody else, baby. We're gonna leave you right where you at. Uh Lord. That was like a that must have been a selling point. It's like, come watch Dusty Rhodes bleed all over the arena. Ticket's only five dollars. Kids get in for free. You pay for your own uh psychiatrist for your kids though. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you talking about? It's the seventies. Suck it up, rub some dirt in it, move on. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh Dr. Jerry Graham was uh, you know, he was Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler. Yeah, him passing away would be like for you when whenever Hulk Hogan passes away, man. Yep. Like, or you know, for me, like when Undertaker, you know, passes, it's like, man, that's uh. I think both those are gonna be a long while though. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> uh, if if uh, they stay healthy and all that, I you know, I from what I had heard, Hulk has been. He went better lately, so kind of sucked when I heard he was having health problems. I'm like, no, not him. <laughs> Same thing with yeah, like I Rick know, Flair. right? Yeah, like him and Ric Flair. It's like people can say whatever the hell they want, but it's like we grew up 
they were, you know, larger than life for us, so whatever. Oh, well, Rick's larger than life, aren't <laughs> Wow. Well, according to Hulk Hogan's court documents, he is as well, so, you know. <laughs> Good grief. Like a, <laughs> like a thermos, brother. <laughs> a moose. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, anyway, Uncle Dave mentions that a lot Thank of... God. He mentions that a lot of the wrestlers have been upset about the weekly shotgun Saturday night shows. This is because the payoffs for working those shows are so small, usually only a few hundred dollars. And that money is eaten up by the guys having to travel there for the show, stay overnight in expensive New York City, weird locations without proper locker rooms, and often screwing up their sleep schedules. That's because the shows run until after midnight. The fact that the shows have been getting piss-poor reviews doesn't help either. If Raw goes live weekly, it may negate the need for another live weekly show. There's talks of taping several weeks of shotgun shows in advance, but there's no word on any of that yet. You know, I've never I, seen an episode of Shotgun Saturday Night because it did not air here. <laughs> well, I was going to say the same thing other than that last part. I don't know if it aired here. I, it might have. I don't know. But, I mean, when this was on the air, I was not staying up until you know, frickin' midnight on a Saturday night, so that's just... Oh, you didn't know how to live then. You weren't staying up till midnight yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, just, well... Every time yeah. I did stay up till midnight with my buddies. Well, if you're gonna stay up till midnight on, on a Saturday night, uh, you're definitely a kid if you're watching wrestling. <laughs> uh, Usually yeah. more combat night, but whatever. Yeah, right. Well, for me, when I did stay up past midnight, eventually it was like Halo night for me. <laughs> Here's a... Nice blast from the past. Well, I, I shouldn't say nice, but either way. Tony, I think his name is pronounced Halmy, whatever, the former Ludwig Borga, is reportedly trying to get WWF to bring him back in. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got tens of fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all, like, in his country. Where is he from? Lithuania or Helsinki? Finland. Finland. Right? Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. Finland. Yeah. yeah. And according to uh, multiple people, he had um, some uh, SS tattoos on him. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Some he what? was, uh, uh, I'll just say the bad guys from WW2. Those guys. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. For, wow. Apparently, he apparently he was an out loud and proud uh, white supremacist. So, there's that. I don't know who's out loud wow. and proud about that. but Literally never heard that in my life about him. Yeah, uh, I think JR talks about it on his podcast. Uh, Grill and JR, for anybody out there that doesn't know, if you're not in the know with podcasts. Um, so a white supremacist ended the undefeated streak of the Native American wrestler. Yep. Had a good I call. I was 10 years old when I realized this. <laughs> right. Yeah, wow. well, apparently that was a discussion that JR, you know, because he was in. I don't know if he was in talent relations at that point when he was in there, but he worked with talent. And he said that was a discussion he had to have with him about, um, you know, maybe cover up those tats when you're on our television. Maybe burn them off? Yeah, or uh, better yet, never get them. I don't know. That's uh, So that was that was a big factor, plus the fact that he sucked. But that was a big factor in why they never brought him back, was they were like, yeah, this guy's awful and he's uh, a racist. So um, Being awful what, is probably on the lower end of the list but yeah right it's like I, yeah because they have brought back people who sucked so yeah, they just brought back you and Marie. yeah uh, yeah I 
I still can't believe he he got work with um, Herb Abrams, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. I'm only that obvious one. I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. Yikes. I wonder how that relationship was. <laughs> Either way. Well, when you're coked out, you probably don't realize the tattoos, so. Yeah, right. Maybe he was a little more quiet about it because he needed work. I don't know. But WWF has dropped the line. You think, you'd be, you think you'd be more quiet about it with a multi-million dollar company. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but WWF has dropped the live aspect of live wire, and they won't be doing live phone calls and all that stuff anymore. Between Shotgun Saturday night and live wire on Saturday morning, both being filmed live, they were overworking the production staff. Oh, man. You know, flash forward to <laughs> like 25 years <laughs> in the future. How, uh, you know, uh, how, how's that work schedule now for them? I don't know if I want to know. Yeah, right. I'm I'm good. Uh, so did you watch Livewire back in the day? I think I asked you this before. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think this is one of my first exposures to wrestling was Livewire because they would show, you know, it was on Saturday mornings and, you know, my dad would like to watch either this or cartoons. And he'd put it on this and we'd watch, you know, highlights of what happened on Raw and Superstars and whatever else on here and. I feel like eventually it got replaced with Mania. Oh, Mania was after or, this? Or maybe Mania came first. No, I think I Mania came remember. first. Yeah, because I remember the big thing around this time with Livewire was Vince Russo was on there as Vic Venom. And <laughs> when they were making predictions for the Royal Rumble, he was like, well, it's obviously going to be Bret Hart winning it. Apparently that pissed a lot of people off because they're like, Okay, well, he's saying it like he knows, and well, I mean, he probably did, but <laughs> well, yeah, he, I mean, he did know, but it's like at the same time, it's like he was like, well, it's it's obvious, gonna it's gonna be Bret Hart. I mean, you got to be stupid not to think so. It's like I don't understand why they got so angry about that because I mean, that's kind of stuff that like Bobby Heenan would do, and you could just excuse it like, oh, well, he's an overconfident, you know, whatever. But Bret was a baby face at this time, I think, so maybe. They didn't like that, that the heel was... Well, going like, into it, I thought he was going to win it for sure, too. Yeah, I mean, and I guess it was, and they changed it at the last minute just to throw off the smarks. I hate when they do that. It's like, well, all the all the internet fans know. It's like, and? <laughs> like, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like, just go with it, man. Well, not everybody's AEW. Yeah. Well, here we go, man. Uh, I don't. Here's another blast from lots of blasts from the past today. Sunny. Last one didn't work out so well. So, <laughs> well, this one. Sunny is reportedly the most downloaded celebrity on America Online. She recently surpassed Terry Hatcher and Elle McPherson. <laughs> okay, so what's the blast of the past part you're referring to? <laughs> Literally all of it. <laughs> when was the last time Terry Hatcher and Elle McPherson have been in headlines? And uh, well, Desperate Housewives and yeah, the couple episodes of Friends that Elmer Christian did. Yeah, yeah. And um, America Online. Wow. Uh, wasn't that AOL? Yeah, but no one ever called it America Online. Just, yeah, so. yeah. So and then, uh, well, I can say the last time Sonny was in headlines. It was uh, well, well, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Hey, everybody, uh, go check it out. Um, and, I, you know, you want to talk about a rap sheet, man. Mother of God. This, 
this woman needs some help. That's all I'm going to say. She, she adds needs to some it like, serious help. She, if she adds to it like monthly, not even being funny either. Yeah, I know. Like, it. I feel like she's not well and she needs help and she no. doesn't have help. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Many of the Marks State the Obvious podcast, folks. Yeah, right. <sighs> but either way. I don't wish you will on. I'm not laughing at her. But it's just like, at some point, you're bringing this on yourself. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad. I don't know, like I said, I feel bad she doesn't have help because she clearly doesn't. Or maybe she does and she's rejected. Well, let's, you know, I was going to say, let's not assume that. Maybe she does. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's only so much a person can do. But she she clearly, you know, needs some uh, assistance. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, because a, a, a totally sane person with controls of all their faculties wouldn't do some of this stuff. That's all I'm going to say. But while we're sticking with terrible things... The NWO-branded pay-per-view sold out took place this week. Uncle Dave calls it the single worst pay-per-view show in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> wow. To this point. I mean, this is 97, right? In your house, it's uh, time. It already yeah. aired. WrestleMania 11 aired. WrestleMania 9 aired. Right, but oh. I would rather watch WrestleMania 9 than... Although, but I don't think WrestleMania 9 have many had any really great matches. This one had a pretty damn good ladder match. Yeah. But I guess you're going off the whole presentation. Um, Well, I mean, you should have known it was destined to fail, dude. When the first shot you see is the entire interview on the back trash or dump trucks going through the streets. Not even It was trash. Yeah, it was garbage trucks coming down the freaking road. I was like, mother of God. Like, that's an omen. (laughs) Well, Uncle Dave says, uh, matches, commentary, skits, atmosphere, you name it, all of it was god-awful. Basically, they couldn't have put on a worse show if they had tried. There were endless screw jobs, bad comedy, etc. So Guerrero, when you, oh, go ahead. So when you mentioned the bad comedy, uh-huh. uh, I'm trying to approach this right. I don't want people to get, I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but they had this NWO thing, right? Oh, my God. Yes. So I'm trying to figure out, like, they couldn't get models. They went and just got, I think they went and got, uh, like, obese women to be funny. Was that part of the bad comedy? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was Bischoff's Like an ironic thing? Yeah, like, uh, women that you're like, yeah, I could see them on the back of a Harley. (laughs) And not in a good way, you know. And not throwing shade at women who ride bikes, I'm just saying. But (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out, like, because they were, like, you know, they were kind of poking fun at them during the whole thing, too. Yep. So, yeah, there was that. There was the uh, the guy yelling over the the PA system the whole time. Like, you know, the, the NWO announcer guy. Uh, he made quite a few racist remarks towards, like, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah, he called Eddie Guerrero the jumping man. I remember that. Yeah. I don't understand why they I thought that would be funny. The thing I did laugh at was when one of the when one of the baby faces would do well and he'd be like loser. <laughs> <laughs> but they did say to your point, Eddie Guerrero versus Six in a ladder match was the only saving grace of the show, although the commentary during it was the worst. Uncle Dave said by this time the show was about as much fun as three hours of somebody masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> 
In fact, I'm not sure it is it isn't what we were watching. Okay then. Uh Uncle Dave What kind of stuff did he think about? <laughs> right. Uncle Dave gives the Hogan Giant match negative stars. It ended with them exposing the giant's ass and spray painting NWO on it. Uh I said he was warming up for WrestleMania twenty one. <laughs> Well, what about Hell in a Cell 2006, where they pulled his pants down and shoved God. Vince's ass up it? So, or Vince's, sorry, Vince's face. God. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me, because, you know, I, I needed that. To this day, I don't know whose ass I've seen more, his or Will Ferrell's. Either way, I don't want to see any more. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <sighs> Miss Texas, later to become Jacqueline, quit USWA this week. She has accepted an offer from WCW and debuted this week on Nitro, getting involved in the Benoit Sullivan woman storyline. Ella Ray. Yeah. I know. Yeah, she just pops up. She's with Sullivan. She's on Super Brawl 7, by the way, now in the archives. Uh, I remember when she popped up and you can hear a woman saying, what are you doing here? Like, she knew her. I, I don't know why I vividly remember that. Yeah. Like, Who the hell is this? Yeah. What are you yeah, doing she clearly knew her. Nobody, nobody watches freaking Memphis. Like, what the hell? I will say, uh, also, if you want to see all my notes and such from the event, it is on uh, the Belly Up Sports website. Uh, I have a blog on there. Go to go to our social media and check it out. I'm certain to put our show notes up in blog form if you want to check them out, see uh, what Greg and I thought of it. And, and then you can follow along on the podcast, as always. I link that at the very end of every blog. So check it out. We've got a lot Great. of fun stuff planned, but we'll talk about that at the end. Oh, absolutely. Uh, some of it's already underway on our YouTube, and uh, yeah, we got a lot planned. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we're expanding. It's about damn time. Yeah. Uh, Randy Savage's new WCW contract is for one million dollars per year for a limited number of dates. WCW justified the huge deal because without Savage, they would have also lost the Slim Jim sponsorship. That deal brings in $500,000 per year to WCW. Quite a chunk of change. Oh, it's literally a 50% wash. So, yeah. Can't knock him for that, I guess, right? Uh, I just heard something from Bischoff the other day where he disputed the number. He actually said it was more than that, so he said... They only had to pay like a hundred thousand dollars a year for Randy. He was like, "Why would you not take that deal?" Like he's like, "We're literally like it's like a steal." Like yeah, like you. So you're getting Randy Savage for a hundred grand a year. That's uh, wow. Good for them. But uh, Diamond them. Dallas Page was happy. Yeah, right. They're just about to start their epic feud. So. Yes, sir. WCW had huge first-day advanced sales for the Super Brawl 7 pay-per-view. People actually camped out the night before to be the first to buy tickets. Uncle Dave says that that's never happened before, even when WWF was at its hottest. So I remember buying ours. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. You ever heard of a music uh, store called The Warehouse? I thought you said you got it at Tower Records. Maybe it was Tower Records. Okay, The Warehouse is where I got my Thunder tickets. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. But anyway, to your the warehouse question, was some other place, though. Well, to answer your question, no, I've never heard of the warehouse. You see, now I'm getting confused. Okay. You're like, you're like, where did I get them? Okay, it was definitely a music. There was two music stores I used to buy them at, seriously. It was the warehouse and Tower Records. 
hella random. I, di- I didn't know that you could buy Ruskin. Yeah, they got like a little store. kiosk for uh, Ticketmaster or whatever. It might have slipped in Ticketmaster back then, whatever. Right. But yeah, you know, uh, I remember, okay, you know what, you're right. Now I'm thinking about it. The warehouse had WWE tickets. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Tower Records had WCW tickets or it might have went on the venue too. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I get that's a sound. That's, that's what this podcast does to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's nuts, though, man. Like, they were camping out for these tickets. And, uh, well, we we got to the Cow Palace at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning for No Way Out 2004 tickets. Holy cow. And they were gone, too. So we didn't go. We wouldn't have got them. So, Jeez. Yeah. That's freaking crazy, man. That was a... That, I mean, do, does anything still sell that hot out there? I mean, right now, it's kind of a bad barometer, you know. It's hard to say, because... With online, there's no camping anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, are most shows sold out in that area, though? Not right now, because of COVID. But Right. Uh, I think the Warriors games are the only thing still selling out. Sharks games become non-existent. I think uh, a couple weeks ago, they clocked to, like, or counted 3,000 people. Uh, But, yeah, so Warriors games are the hot right now. But Literally nothing sells out here. Yeah. Like we've we gotten close. Well, well, when we went to Extreme Rules, it was pretty damn full. Yeah, that was that was really close uh, to sold out. The AEW show I went to, uh, it was, uh, I'd say three fourths full. So that was that was actually pretty good. Might have even been more, uh, but people didn't stay throughout the whole show. You know, they stay for Dynamite, and a few of them sifted out by the time Rampage hit. But yeah, I don't know. So Ohio's never been great about, you know, Ohio, selling a, the joint out. The only time anything is really sold out here wrestling-wise that I, you know, in the past couple decades was when Bret Hart came back on Raw and when Batista came back. Oddly wish enough, you, both wish you wish he didn't come back at it. So. Yeah. Like, dude, we sold out the joint for you. like, And that's a big deal because, like Isn't I said, they, uh, nothing sells out here. populated city, though? Uh, yes, it's like the, if you're going with most populated cities in Ohio, it's like bottom tier, but yeah, so it's like probably Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then everything else under that, like Dayton, Akron, Toledo. Akron (sighs) is just LeBron James' family, I believe, but. You don't want to go to Akron, ever. I just, just putting that out there, very high crime area. (laughs) But either way, we got one of those. It's called Oakland. Anyways, let's go. Good God. Uh, WCW will be holding a show in Montreal in April. The top two matches are going to be Hulk Hogan versus Jacques Rougeau and The Giant versus Pierre Roulet. Oh, my God. There's also rumors that Jack Tunney will be helping WCW promote the show. Good Me, Lord. Jack Tunney. Yeah, right. That's the infamous show where uh, I think Hogan loses and he insists on doing it, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and and I think the because uh, Bischoff was asked about it, and he was like, "Who cares?" He's like, "It's not on TV." Saying <laughs> whatever. The Canadians ain't. Or, well, I mean, they love Hogan there, but uh, Jacques is like a god there, right? Yeah, right. Well, so is Hogan, oddly enough. But that's that's one of the things. Like uh, every single person in the wrestling business admits it when they're like. When they bring up Montreal, they just say Montreal's different. It's like a it's like a country within a country. 
No, they so, joke that it's not even a country, really. It's a uh, a province. Don't people say that sometimes? Quebec. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, yeah, Quebec is a is a province. Yeah, but Montreal is still like, a joke. It's not really Canada. It's a province of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, Quebec is mostly French Canadian, but Montreal is like apparently very French. And according to uh, Warren Hayes, that was on the show before, his he lives up in that area. And he said there's a big feud between Montreal and Quebec City, and it's like the same people but very different. So it's it's I don't know something about the province of Quebec is just odd. <sighs> Them damn French. Anyway, I didn't say it. <laughs> I also didn't um, deny. But let's move on. <clears throat> right. A Pittsburgh newspaper reported that two houses and a car were vandalized with spray paint. You guessed it. Someone spray-painted NWO on them. Uh, of course they did. What the hell? <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay, it's not funny that that happened, okay? But I'm laughing like, wow, you're really taking a wrestling thing? And... Yeah. <laughs> well, that shows you that it was it was cool and mainstream at this point. Like So even... mainstream. Ew. Well, like, um, we had done a story. I can't remember which podcast it was. It was now, but we had done a story. I don't know if you remember where somebody spray painted their baby sister <laughs> with NWO. <I> do. Yep. <laughs> like, what the hell? And you and I were both like, how long did you leave this little kid alone with the baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this one. I just, it's like, all right. We're like, man, just look. All jokes aside, that's how popular wrestling is. Okay? I mean, yeah. there it is. It's right there in front of it. Right. I mean, and I got into arguments with people before that they were like, wrestling was never cool and mainstream. They were always looked down upon. I'm like, okay, wrestling fans were, were looked down upon by a certain, like, certain people. Yeah, but it's like, at the same time, it was very mainstream, and millions of people watched it to the point of where they were on every show. There was stuff like this going on. That's like you can say, well, comic book fans are looked down upon by people. It's like, yes, but comic book stuff is everywhere now, and it is very popular and very cool. So, well, the biggest movie of all time is a comic book movie. So there you go. Yeah, right. Don't tell Scorsese that he'll kill you. But yeah, oh well, God, that's not art, Greg. That's that's you know a, a roller coaster in film form. Like, okay. You know what, that—that's jealousy. Whatever. Like, yeah, and your movies are long and boring. What's your point? <laughs> couple of couple of exceptions, but yes. Yeah. Uh, have, have you seen uh, the Irish? Was it the Irishman? Yeah. With, with, I, look, it's a good movie, but god dang, it's like, did you need four hours to tell the story? <laughs> and Robert De Niro. Uh, not get off topic, but you there's a five-hour cut of that. Not even joking. God, why? Why do you need five hours for that? Good lord. That's like two <sighs> Lord of the Rings, which are pretty long. Well, the, the extended <laughs> cut of the Lord of the Rings is actually about five hours. So, But the but that one I can excuse because it's a book. And it's like, and they had to cut things out of the book to make the runtime. So, I don't know. And then when you watch the extended editions, you're like, wow, I, I don't know how, because some of it was kind of important stuff. You're like, wow, they cut this out of the movie. Okay. I can't imagine what the hell they cut out of the Irishman. Monologues? 
or sitting around. <laughs> I, uh, the bar fights? <laughs> yeah, right. Lance Storm should be debuting in ECW soon with that epic effing rat tail. Oh, hell yeah. Doesn't he, debut at, doesn't he debut at, at Barely Legal, I think? I think so, yeah. We, you, did you and I cover his debut? I don't remember. We've covered so many ECW shows, and he was on quite a few of them. But, yeah, he had a he had a weird-ass theme. I, I like the song, but he had a weird-ass theme in ECW. It was uh, El Phantasma and the Chicken Run Blastorama by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I liked his uh, WWE dancing theme, but anyways... Good lord. Yeah, him and his <laughs> cabbage patch. Yeah. I remember you know, it, they actually got the rights to put that day of reckoning. I'll never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one time they don't dub over a theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta gotta get that one in. Oh man. Oh. <sighs> so dumb. Mishinoku pro wrestlers Tajiri and Takamishinoku are going to be working some shows for EMLL in Mexico soon. Several Mishinoku pro wrestlers are also booked for upcoming ECW shows. Uh, Taka would go to the WWF. I don't think he ever popped up in ECW. Tajiri went to Taka ECW. Taka did. Oh, did he? I think, yeah, I think he started there. I think they got him from there. I think he's actually uh, on that okay. really legal show we just mentioned. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, Tick to Go and Zanakia. <laughs> yeah, Men's Teow and Tick to Go. I don't think Zanakia was there. It might have been those two, actually, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't Funaki, yeah. yeah but yeah. it was uh, Terry Boy. I, I think one of them had two names. It was I think it was Men's Teow was also Terry Boy. And then Dick Dick to Go, Dick Togo. Why is it only for men? <laughs> yeah, right. Where's Women's Teow? Yeah, I was going to say, where's women's tay out? I'm confused. Uh, Sexism, dude. Fix that. Right. There's something. There was another one that dressed like a. You remember you dressed like um, an elf. Do you remember that? I don't. And they were BWO Japan. Not joking. Okay, I remember that. I remember the the elf. All the elf is like uh, kind of uh, what's the word? Insensitive and kind of. Messed up, so I can see Paul Heyman all over that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was he he literally wore an, like an elf costume. Like, what are you doing, dude? Well, just, to be I fair, Paul Heyman did it. He doesn't celebrate Christmas at all, so it's you know it's not like he realized he's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> he's an angry elf. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the international stuff here, the WWF is sending Fake Razor, Fake Diesel, and Jake the Snake Roberts to work a AAA show in Mexico. This is part and of... And that's the three you want. Right. This is part of the working agreement between the two companies. Yeah. And, and this is... Is this payback for the Royal Rumble? Like, not payback. You know, like, <laughs> right. It's like, this is what you get for letting uh, no masters and all your guys be in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, this, this is what you get for, uh, you know, sending sending us, uh, what was, I, I can't even think of his name now, the one with the half yellow, half black mask. Uh, help me out. I uh, don't Pure Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is this your payback for letting Pure Jr. get on the mic and say he's the greatest wrestler in the entire world in Spanish? He's not quite hooping, too. But... Well, yeah, no, that's that's yet to come. So either way, it is a Mexican. So that's a new. That's actually a video on the YouTube. Go check out. Yes, <laughs> got another plug in. Hell yeah! 
Here's an interesting one. Triple uh, A President Antonio Pena and Conan are at it again, having a war of words in the media. <laughs> I, just, return- I feel like we go over this like once a show. <laughs> yeah, at, at least once a month we got a story of Conan and Antonio Pena having a pissing contest in the 90s. Uh, Pena returned from the Royal Rumble talking about how well the AAA guys did got over in the United States. This is not even close to true. Conan, naturally, responded in an interview. He crapped on how much the AAA guys flopped at the Rumble. Pena responded by saying that all of Conan's wrestlers in WCW don't ever get pushed. Also, the only uh, they only get to wrestle each other because WCW doesn't take them seriously. Uh, Ma Bischoff might dispute that. Yeah, I mean, Dude, they carried most of these shows. Look, I will say it depends on who you're talking about, obviously. Uh, but yeah, if if you're not talking about Conan, Mysterio, Psychosis, or Hooventude, uh, I mean, that's kind of it. The rest of them were just like you and I talked about it at Super Brawl. I was like, well, I gotta throw the Mexicans all together in one. Where's where does Hector Garza fit in that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, did I he was really one of the get pushed? Uh, I mean, yeah, but did he did he really get pushed? He was getting quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his any push. I mean, I mean, well, when I say that, though, I mean as much as a cruiserweight could. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, make it sound like he was like in there with Hogan or anything, but as much as a cruiserweight could, yes, he was. I forgot. Um, La Parca was another one that they did stuff with. I mean, if you're talking like Ciclope and uh, Damien. El Dandy. El Dandy. Yeah. yeah, Silver King. Silver uh, King was actually good, but they didn't do any good. Well, yeah, I didn't say he wasn't good. I just said he wasn't getting pushed. <laughs> uh, there's, oh, Mr. Uh, JL. Yeah. It wasn't even Mexican. Callow. But <laughs> just actually just Jerry Lynn. <laughs> they kind of used him as a luchador, though. Super Callow was another one. Never got pushed, but he was on every damn show. He's the one that was dressed like a pumpkin. Super Callow? Or uh, Cyclope was the one that was black and uh, orange all the time. Yeah. Super Callow was the one with the sunglasses and the backwards cap. Right. Um, yeah. Did we say Silver King? Yeah. Yeah. Because we said he was good, but never got pushed. Lest, lest we forget him, but... Oh, yeah. They made him a mask for reasons... You know, his brother is uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., who is a huge name in Mexico. And, yeah, I mean, Silver King was a pretty good name in Mexico as well. He, Came to America. He's a real doctor just... is like Britt Baker. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I think he only had it. He, he wasn't even a doctor like Britt Baker. He was a doctor like uh, Tom Pritchard. Oh. Huh. So there you go. So Doctor of Desire. Gotcha. Exactly. Final story I got here. Ken Shamrock's UFC contract has expired, and he's currently a free agent. UFC offered him $250,000 to re-sign for a year, but Shamrock hasn't accepted. I wonder why. Hmm. He'd take a bigger payout than that to go get his ass beat by T.O.T. three times. <laughs> How do you turn down a quarter of a million dollars, though? Like, I would love to be in a position in my life. No. A quarter of a million bucks? I'm good. What was his WWE contract, though? Yeah, I was going to say, he probably made... I mean, he turned it down, obviously, to go to WWF, so uh, I'm assuming he got more from them. So I don't know. More publicity, you know, you're not getting legit hurt. (laughs) Merchandise. 
Although I don't know, I mean, besides toys, I don't know what kind of toys and video games. I don't know what kind of merchandise he was getting. I, I don't remember any Ken Shamrock shirts. You, uh, I couldn't even tell you a shirt he had. Right. He got. He might have like a generic so. one from Kmart that everybody had, but. Yeah. Right. But either way, that does it for the news and notes. Uh, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Raw is War at Hand. Well, actually, it's not Raw is War. It's just Raw. But we'll dive into that when we come back right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold on. You're a mom. And a daughter. And a boss. And the bill payer, baker, and everyone's appointment maker. Okay, mom, I'm ready. That's a lot. So adding and student might feel daunting. But what if a school could be there for all of you? Career, family, finances, and mental health. Well, it can. National University. Supporting the whole you. Learn more at nu.edu. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. WWF Raw from February 3rd, 1997. The venue is the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is the I've been there. Big, oh, yeah, that's right. You went up there for SummerSlam, right? Was it the was it the Sky Dome? No, I went to a Blue Jays game. One oh, of my okay. customers at Twitter, her friend is, uh, works in the Sky Dome, got me really good tickets for nice. free. Not free. I had to give her a free coffee, but you know. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't see what the attendance was for this. I don't know if they recorded it because they did multiple tapings, and you know, people come and go and whatever. But either way, uh, the TV rating for this was a two point two, which was a three point one share. 
2.2 is great now. Back then, it really wasn't all that good. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but nobody was doing cart fl- cartwheels over it. So kind of shows you where the WWF was at this point. It was before they really hit their stride and took off in 97. But on this date, Raw went to a two-hour format to compete with the extra hour of Nitro, which had been expanded to two hours in the summer of 96. Then, by March 10th, it was renamed to Raw is War. And that's what we were referring to earlier. We start off with Vince McMahon shouting at us that it's the night after the Royal Rumble, and we get a recap of the Royal Rumble match. They're officially dubbing tonight Royal Rumble Raw. Uh, Keep that in mind, because they... Pound it freaking home, man. Pound the man. Vader is already in the ring when Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and start brawling. Crowd absolutely blows for Austin. Agents hit the ring and separate everyone for a bit, and then they brawl up the aisle and to the back. Look at that. And now we can... <laughs> wow. <laughs> now we're, we're back from commercial break now, and... It is Vader versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the opening match. It went for 8 minutes, 13 seconds. Austin is still wearing his original black vest with the unrecognizable logo on the back and buttons on the front. Vader takes an eternity to go for the Vader bomb, and the ref turns his back just in time so Austin can low blow him. Later, the ref gets bumped, and these two brawl a lot. The lighting around the ring absolutely sucks. I don't know if you've noticed this during the show. This was a thing whenever they were in, like, a weird venue. Um, go back and watch the British Bulldog and Owen Hart finals for the European title. Mm-hmm. It's like you're watching literally a dark match. Was it, like, a, a big, like, stadium, or was it just a regular? Hey, I know it was in Germany, but I don't know if it was a big stadium. That might be it, or it might just be the fact they were in Germany and they didn't bring all their stuff over. I'm assuming it's because... Uh, they just didn't know how to light back then because they weren't used to being in giant stadiums like this. Well, they didn't have uh, Riddle yet, so of course they didn't know how to light yet. Good Lord. Uh, so they didn't know how to roll either then. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they didn't have Christian yet. That's how he rolls. We can do this all day. Finally, Austin gets disqualified for, I guess, throwing Vader into things. I don't know. They didn't really explain. Uh, I give it two stars. Did you rate it? I kind of did because it was more of a match than anything else you'll see, so I did say two. Yeah, it was it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. We now get a commercial. This for entire the- show was not about matches, though. To be fair, it's about stories. So there were some good matches on the show. Well, there were, but yeah, it's not about but, that, if you look at the whole grand scheme of it. That came that became a theme of Raw for years. So nowadays, have- you get a couple of really. Damn great matches on Raw. So. Right. We now get a match, or excuse me, a commercial for Thursday, Raw Thursday, and In Your House, the final four. Thursday, Raw Thursday, we talked about it on our uh, Super Brawl 7 podcast, actually, if people go back and listen. But now we talk about it. Right. Uh, but we were able to talk about it in retrospect from that point. Shawn Michaels is on the show talking, you know, kind of building up his title match and whatever. With Bret Hart, we'll get into it. But by Thursday, Raw Thursday, he surrenders the title and has officially lost his smile. Which uh, Rock is, wins his very first title too. So that too. Yeah, right. And it's that's all on our YouTube page, by the way. If you want to go check that out with uh, clips of it, we talk about it. 
But on his way to the ring with a ton of black guys in suits, one of them being D'Lo Brown, Savio Vega gets interrupted by Jim Ross. By the way, I had completely forgot that Savio Vega was ever a part of the Nation of Domination. Yeah, it wasn't always just like uh, an all-black group. Because they start out with Farouk, uh, Crush, who was like the prisoner Crush, and Savio. Right. Yeah, and it's not a good look that, you know, it's like you got these guys, like Farouk, it was like Farouk Assad and whatever, and he's clearly supposed to look like a Black Panther, and he's putting the fist up and everything, and it's like, who's his best pal? Uh, the white guy that just got out of prison and has a tattoo on his face. Looking <laughs> <laughs> back, Yikes. most of the time was kind of controversial, but I thought it worked. Oh, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I mean, they were never, like, dominant, but, you know, despite the name, <laughs> but, you know, they were, they were a good faction. I, they were pretty good, especially looking back. I, uh, so, I did like the 1998 one more, though. Yeah. Well, building up to that, you know, before The Rock kind of ruined it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, D'Lo, uh, Mark Henry, mm-hmm. Kama Mustafa, so, yeah, it was a little group. It was a yeah, I mean, nothing but and the Hall of Famers, the future ones, but. I feel like with The Rock in it, like, The Rock worked in it, I feel, uh, and then I feel like they ruined it by getting Owen Hart in Yeah, that one, didn't, that one didn't make any sense. It's not because he was a white guy either. It's just, like, why? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, there's no reason for it. He didn't fit in any way, shape, or form. I, I, I just don't get it. But uh, well, either way, that. Savio tells JR that the Nation of Domination is number one. And then we get this. It's Flash Funk versus Savio Vega with the Nation of Domination in his corner. This one went four minutes, 21 seconds. Uh, Savio ends up dominating the first half of this, and then Flash makes a good comeback, uh, even taking uh, taking out D'Lo at ringside. Finally, Funk misses a moonsault and gets pinned by Savio. I gave it a star and a half. I don't know if you rated it. I gave it one. I this took me back too. I was like full into uh, Flash Funk when he first debuted. I thought it was cool. He was a great wrestler. I don't care what kind of gimmick you saw. And the gimmick was fun. The entrance was hella hot too. It's like everyone was popping for it. So, you know, I thought his theme was kind of catchy. It was. And he 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 had the women here, by the way. I forget. Did he what? Did he have the women here? I forget. Uh, no. It was just. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a cool entrance gear. He came out, you know, with that uh, big uh, wide-brimmed hat. He almost looked like Huggy Bear. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. And then he'd take off the jacket and the hat, and he'd have the, the bright suit on, and he'd do do a cool dance or whatever. I mean, he danced even as Too Cold Scorpio, so it's not that far off. Yeah, I don't right. know if that I was the whole thing. but Right. I, I feel like they could have still kept the name Too Cold Scorpio. I didn't like the name Flash Funk. But everything else I thought was was really cool. Well, you know, you would have got the catchy song without the name change, though. Oh, Because it's yeah. literally in there, so. Yeah, oh, I, it starts off by saying, oh, Flash, you're so funky. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, nothing screams cool like that. 1996-97, though, I mean, it kind of did, though. You got to put yeah. yourself back in that time, don't forget. Yeah. Uh, and, hey. At least he was getting paid on time here, <laughs> as opposed to, uh, you know, waiting on that check in the mail from Paul E. <laughs> I do like, by the way, when I'm looking at it now, I'm like, oh, well, two wrestlers. One of them's in the Black Panther group. 
but it's not the black man. It's the Puerto Rican. Because that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about well, this just now. <laughs> and he would break off to go form the form Los Bariquas eventually. Uh, later yeah, this year, was, actually. Which was um, uh, just lame. <laughs> yeah, they sucked. There's no better way to say it. Uh, it uh, I mean, it's not like the DOA was any better, though, in crush form then. Let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, DOA sucked, too. It was just another group. Crush was but, decent, but... Yeah. That was we'll, it. <laughs> we'll see him in action later on in the show. Uh, the other thing, D'Lo Brown started off uh, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He was one-third of the gangsters, and then... Uh, New Jack and Mustafa broke off to go to ECW, and then D'Lo eventually went to uh, WWF and joined the Nation of Domination. There you go. I find it funny because I've met D'Lo. There's no way in hell that man could be a part of a group called the Kingsters. He's the coolest dude in the world. I know. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he nice, well-spoken, doesn't have a rap sheet. <laughs> like, you know, it, oh, man. it's like he just didn't fit. He didn't fit with that group at all. Hey, he kind of fit with the Nation of Domination because I mean he that whole well, he started out gimmick. as their he started out as their their uh, their servant or butler or whatever. I think he was just like a lackey. Yeah, oh, whatever. So. But he did hold the the food too, and he bring it to him in the back on the train. Oh, good lord! But <laughs> he looked like he should be standing next to Malcolm X on a stage or something, right? <laughs> Either way, Damn good, I think he's one of the more underrated wrestlers ever. I no know. one gives that man a respect. And his frog splash was like the best frog splash ever. I know, Eddie, whatever, but seriously. I mean, like, if you look at it though on paper, it's probably the only real frog splash. You get some right. hands like between his legs all the way, you know? It's like like yeah, a real frog. So. And then AJ Styles stole it. <laughs> but after the match, Crush and Farouk come down to the ring, and Farouk hugs Savio before everyone puts their fists up in the air. You know, because you frequently invite the white guy fresh out of prison and the Puerto Rican to the Black Panther meeting, right? You know. <laughs> the Puerto Rican guy, maybe. It's a stretch, but maybe, but the white guy to prison. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Jim Ross is in the ring now and calls out Psycho Sid. The crowd explodes. I was going to say, to a, probably the biggest pop of the night. Oh, yeah. People forget. And this like, is Canada. That's still to come. Right. And this is the biggest pop of the night, in my opinion. So, and he's a heel, a heel, heel. But yeah, he's like he's a huge heel. He's been a heel for months, so it's not like he's freshly heel. How how hot he was at this point. I know, and it's easy to talk crap about him, whatever. But seriously, like he was he was over, man. No, yeah, that Dan Bell had to ring at some point, and he wasn't great, but still. I did find it kind of weird how his theme song played throughout this entire in-ring interview. <laughs> uh, I did, too, but then I remember they did it a couple times before this. It wasn't like a new thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to ask you. I was like, was this a thing back then? Because I didn't know. It was uh, a very, but, like, like kind of low song, too, which you could get away with playing in the background. Right, yeah. It didn't, like, overpower anything. Except when Sid started to whisper. Then it was like, what the hell are you saying, bro? Something about having half the brain you do or something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, let's do this again. Uh, we're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Right. Anyway, uh, Jim Ross asks him about uh, what happened between him and Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. 
Sid says that when all things are said and done after the final four, he'll be standing tall as the master, the ruler, ruler of the world. Yeah, gotta gotta whisper it like all creepy. I'll say he played that. Yeah, if he's not nuts, he played that really well. So good for him. I can uh, see your nuts. On... <laughs> wow, I used to think you were crazy. Now I can see your nuts. <laughs> uh, anyway, back in the locker room. Awesome powers if you don't know what it is, folks. Right. In the locker rooms are the WWF Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Uh, Vince McMahon interviews them, reminding Davy Boy that Owen Hart eliminated him at the Royal Rumble. They show footage of Bulldog <laughs> calling Owen an idiot after the elimination. Start it up, McMahon. Yeah, right. Uh, Owen and Davy Boy then bicker back and forth as the interview comes to an end and we go to commercial break. There was never a payoff to any of that. They never split? Nope. Wow. Well, there you go. Now we got Owen Hart and the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith defending the WWF Tag Team titles against Doug Furness and Phil LaFawn, because hell yes, this one went 14 and a half minutes. Uh, would be, they would literally be on the same team later in the year. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They were on for um, uh, Canadian Stampede. Now in the archives, by the way. No, no, Survivor Series. Oh, was it Survivor Series? Uh, yeah. They, they were on, weren't they on somebody's team for... No. They were together ah, at the Survivor Series okay. part of team, as part of Team Canada. It was, okay. uh, it was Bulldog, the Brit, <laughs> Anvil, the American... <laughs> Uh, Doug <laughs> Furness, the American, and LaFon, who I think was American but was married to a Canadian, so he got away with it. No, he was oh. he's from France and he moved to Canada, so he was technically he was a Canadian citizen at least. Remember, Jim Ross goes on a tirade about it. Yeah, it's like I think really? it's because he's from uh, Oklahoma, right? That's yeah, or, D- or Doug Doug Furness is. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he well, he made sure to let us know in this match. Oh, he's throwing you know, them Oklahoma boys are tough. Like, shut up. Old hat. <laughs> I know, wrong Good game. Oh, wrong. wrong state. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Commentary informs us that, uh, well, you were supposed to say boomer sooner, damn it. My Commentary mistake. informs us that Furnace has the flu. His performance doesn't really lack. I mean, it's not any better, but it's not any worse, I would say. A bulldog show, uh, shows off on the apron for the crowd, not tagging in. Owen kicks off Furnace from an O'Connor roll, and Furnace knocks Bulldog right off the apron. This leads to an argument between Bulldog and Owen. They bicker through the rest of the match. In the end, Bulldog hits LaFawn with a power slam, but then Owen gets knocked off the apron and twists his knee. He then gets counted out. I guess he's yeah, the man. Sure he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this means Furnace and LaFon won, but they don't win the titles. Final note, Phil LaFon was not good. Uh, I gave this two stars. What say you? I gave it one. This whole thing was terrible. They tried, but man, am, am I wrong? I, do you see anything no, Phil LaFon? No. Yeah, Doug Furnace wasn't bad. I didn't think he was great, but he was definitely not bad. Uh, so... I don't know. Phil LaFon just, uh, I never, never saw him do anything that made me give a damn about him. Either way, uh, after the match, the Bulldog argues with Owen about whether or not Owen is really hurt. 
Owen limps and swears that he is hurt. Spoiler they shake hands. <laughs> right. They shake hands, but Bulldog's still not happy. I don't know why Bulldog cares. Whatever. Either way, moving on here. Uh, let's, let's keep it moving here. Uh, we go to Ahmed Johnson backstage being interviewed by Vince McMahon. We see clips of Ahmed Johnson fighting with Farouk and the Nation of Domination. Ahmed tells us that we haven't seen nothing yet, and he's off his Prozac. And when he's off his Prozac, he doesn't know what will happen. Good Lord. Good mix. What? <laughs> like, what? You're off your Prozac? So does that mean you're having bouts of depression? I Like, I don't get it. And I'm pretty sure Prozac is for, like, depression, isn't it? I thought it was for depression in, like, very old, like, like senior citizens, like, 70s and uh, 80s. I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, and I also didn't know that Prozac is apparently the name of a rapper. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, were I, they light on names? Or was, every, was literally every other one taken? I guess so. Uh, it's, it's for the treatment of major depression disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, bulimia, panic, uh, panic disorder, and premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I'm done. Uh, it, can, it can also be used to treat premature ejaculation. So there's, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. What the hell sake. are you trying to land us? I, it's like, really? Um, it's like, oh, it helps me with my depression. Also, it helps me last longer in bed. <laughs> like, what? That's a hell of a combo, oh, bro. We need Bluetooth for that. Yeah, right. Uh, after the commercial break, during the Nation of Domination's entrance, Ahmed Johnson acts like he's going to attack them. But the Undertaker comes in the room and goozles Ahmed. Ahmed smacks his hand away. He tells the Undertaker that he'll, quote, be even more dead if he touches him again. Okay. Undertaker says, if you go now, you go alone. But if you wait, we'll bury them together. Then he shoves the camera away. So I assume this is what inspired Abyss's entrance, you know, shoving the camera away. Yep. Do you remember that? Every single time he came to the ring, he'd shove the camera for some reason. I do, yeah. Like, dude, why? I think uh, John Moxley is now taking that up. Oh, is he shoving the camera? Mm, pretty much, yeah. I haven't noticed that part. But this next match, uh, we mentioned him earlier. Crush has Clarence Mason and Savio Vega in his corner. He's taken on Gold Dust with Marlena in his corner. This one went 8 minutes, 19 seconds. Thunderhurst Helmsley comes out to distract Gold Dust at one point. When Gold Dust has Crush set for the curtain call, the ref gets distracted by Clarence Mason. Savio Vega then comes in and hits a spinning wheel kick to the back of Gold Dust's head. Crush hits a heart punch on Goldust and wins. Uh, this one wasn't too bad. I gave it two stars. What say you? I gave it one. Uh, I will say this, though. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to think it was called the hard punch. I think it was the heart punch. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, because he punches him right in the heart. Oddly enough, him and The Undertaker are boys, and that used to be The Undertaker's finisher in WCW as uh, Mean Mark Callis. So, a little bit of trivia for y'all. Uh, we like, we like educate educate on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we now we get a black, that, by the way. <laughs> right. We now get a black and white promo of Blackjack Lanza sitting around a campfire. He keeps squeezing his fist while wearing his iconic black fingerless glove. Well, and we know what good 
black fingerless gloves do, Greg. The you know, uh Sean Spears got one and I mean it turned his career around. Yeah, now he's on TV every week is someone's punk, but yeah. I cleaned that up by the way. <laughs> right. But he tells us that uh, the blackjacks are going to ride one more time. I mean, not they, the blackjacks. They, they sure. do. <laughs> Can't call the wire. I mean, I, I will say this: the the two that they got for that gimmick, I thought it fit them well. Uh, if they wouldn't have called them the new blackjacks, maybe it would have. One would be want to be WWE champion. Yeah. Right. And one was a former NWA champion, so there you go. But I don't know. For anybody that doesn't know, the new Blackjacks are Barry Windham and, and uh, Bradshaw. Blackjack Windham and Blackjack Bradshaw. There you go. But I don't know. I thought they had a cool look, and it was okay, but it's just a rehashed gimmick. WWE like to do that a lot, I noticed. Them, the Midnight Express. The Head uh, Shrinkers. Head Shrinkers, Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels now comes to the ring with a, to a huge ovation. This was before Shawn was declared public enemy number one in Canada. Uh, Vince McMahon is, inter- that's later this year. <laughs> Vince McMahon is interviewing HBK in the ring now. And Vince reminds us that Sid said that the WWF title brings out the evil in everyone. Shawn says that he used to think it stood for good, but now he agrees with Sid as it has brought out the worst in many people. When asked about Bret Hart's comments on him, Sean says that everyone hates the champion. He says that Muhammad Ali was once hated as a champion, but he's now called the greatest of all time. That prompts Bret to finally come out to the ring, and he says, Mohammed Ali? I don't think so. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, maybe. Oh, well, yeah, Tom Brady, Anderson Silva, it fits. Yeah. Uh, like, I... Uh, I don't even, like, the way he pronounced Mohammed Ali. Like, what? I, I don't even know what to say about that. But then he compares him to Dennis Rodman. Like, I don't know what he's getting at. Is, is that a, like, you know, uh. Well, he's the greatest rebounder that ever lived. <laughs> uh, it's like, is he saying he, is, is that a backhanded compliment? Or is he trying to say that Sean's kind of girly? Like, uh, I don't know. He Dennis Rodman's to... like a month away from making his WCW appearance for the first time, I believe. <laughs> kind of funny. Wow. I don't know if they yeah. knew that or not. That makes me wonder. Probably not, but yeah, I don't know. A nice little dig, though. They argue for a bit until Stone Cold Steve Austin runs in to attack Bret Hart. Psycho Sid runs in to confront Shawn Michaels, and we go to commercial break. Coming back from commercial and break. With that, I got to do one thing. Oh, we'll roll tight on that. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, but coming yeah, back from there. <laughs> right, yeah. I'll send you a picture of my box, okay? Prove it. Uh, but coming back from commercial break, both Sid and Austin were taken away now, and Brett and Sean are face to face in the ring, trash talking. Finally, Brett leaves, and Sean poses. Sean must pose, pal. Someone's got it. Exactly. Might as well be the sexy boy. Uh, but we now see footage from earlier in the night where Tiger Ali Singh, the son of Tiger Jeet Singh, was introduced to the crowd. He's a Canadian citizen and was introduced by Brett, given Brett's endorsement, so the crowd liked him. This would all yeah, change very out. soon. Yeah. It's it's all change very soon. Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> right. 
Uh, anybody that doesn't remember Tiger Ollie Singh, good for you. They end up trying to do like a million dollar man gimmick with him, but like yeah, a million dollar man was Indian. Little, we just talked about his little buddy. Uh, the last show we did, the Sandy show. Abu? Yeah. Or Babu, that was it. Yeah, Abu is the uh, the monkey in Latin, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was Tiger Ali Singh and Babu, and Babu was was Puerto Rican or Mexican or I, I don't know. He was he was Hispanic. That's all I know. Uh, we talked about him earlier this week, actually, on the Wednesday show, uh, ECW Cyber Slam 1996. Go check that out. <laughs> Good yeah, Lord. Yeah, please. We need some more hits for that. Yeah, right. This one, it is Hunter Hearst Helmsley defending the Intercontinental title against Wildman Mark Miro. And the managers are banned from ringside. The previews during the match for La Femme Nikita really brought me back uh, to uh, some... Childhood memories. I never watched the show, but like you and I talk about, they advertised it during every Raw. I uh, had Peter Wilson on a couple episodes, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Mero looked great in this match, I thought. Helmsley ends up untying a top turnbuckle pad. When the ref is distracted, fixing it, uh, Helmsley pulls out a foreign object from his tights and punches Mero. Or no, he pulls it from his boot. And he punches Mero, knocking him out colder than a banker's heart. This leads to a pinfall for Helmsley. I actually gave this two and a half stars. I thought it was pretty good. What say you? I gave it two. It's also colder than a stepmother's hug. Good lord. I like. I always like the one because uh, Jim Cornette always uses that. He's like, knock him colder than a banker's heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. But we're about to get into the main event, so let's take our second to last break. When we come back, it's main event time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the capital district, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. 
And we're back. And we're back. It's Farouk and Mankind with Clarence Mason and Paul Bearer in their corner, taking on The Undertaker and Ahmed Johnson. It's a no-holds-barred tag team match that went for about ten and a half minutes. Ahmed Johnson walks to the ring with a giant plank of wood. They call it a two-by-four, but it's like, that's humongous. That is not two-by-four. Like an eight-by-eight. Yeah, right. Uh, this one breaks down right away all over the ringside area. Partway through the match, Crush, Savio Vega, and D'Lo Brown come to the ring. Later on, Ahmed brawls with the Nation to Domination outside of the ring, while The Undertaker is left alone in the ring with Farouk and Mankind. Ahmed comes back with his wood and chases Farouk to the back. Mankind puts powder in his hand, and The Undertaker... Uh, we're just going to overlook what you just said. <laughs> what? Oh. Uh, Ahmed comes back with his wood and chases Farouk away. Uh, and the... Um... Immaturity hours over. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I was like, ah, there's so many innuendos I could do with this thing. I mean, there's a reason why his, you know, plank of wood is so big. But anyway, um, mankind puts powder in his hand, and the Undertaker smacks it into his own face. Vader then runs in and splashes the Undertaker, giving mankind time to recoup. But mankind pulls the Undertaker up. Taker ducks a chair shot from Vader, wiping out mankind. Vader hits the Undertaker in the back with a chair, but that just wakes the Undertaker up. He knocks Vader out of the ring and hits Mankind with a tombstone on a chair for the win. I gave this one, look, it was a bunch of BS and whatever, but I kind of expected it with no holds barred. I gave it two and a half. Let's see you. It was okay. But my gosh, like, there wasn't a clean finish on the show. If you go through the first match, DQ, Funk and, and Vega... Like, that one was, I mean, there was distractions, but that one was fairly clean. The tag match was a BS ending. Uh, Crush won via interference. Helmsley won with a foreign object. And then this one had all these shenanigans. Like, good lord. And I don't even think Russo was writing at this point. I mean, maybe he was. (laughs) But that wraps up the show. I guess we'll take our final break. When we come back, it's final ratings time. We're going to tell you what's coming up next week on the podcast right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, Alan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. 
Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. and marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 6.7 out of 10. Uh, Cagematch.net gave it 5.78 out of 10. Despite all the stuff with the BS and all that that I talked about, I thought this was a pretty decent episode of Raw. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. What did you give it? I gave it a C plus. Fire on the scene. Yeah. I, I I didn't regret watching it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I uh, led into the final four. I think this was the, the last. Uh, well, it was this and then I think, what, Thursday, Raw, Thursday, and then final four, right? Mm, there may be one more Raw after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Final Force for the WWE title, so they announced it on Thursday. Yeah, there's one more roll. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that's that. But yeah, man, that uh, that wraps up our bonus show for the month of February. I We have one more show to go uh, to wrap up this month, and it is WWF No Way Out of Texas 1998. So we can see literally how things have changed in the WWF from one year in the future. So February of 97. It's probably an change. Oh, for sure. From February of 97 to February of 98, big differences. No more Brett, no more Sean. Well, Sean is there. That's right. Yeah. Leading into WrestleMania. Uh, Yeah. We're about to lose Sean. Stone Cold is officially like the guy. And mankind is two personas ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh yeah, a lot of a lot of big changes that we'll we'll get into. Kane's there. So no more you know, we talked about fake diesel being sent down to Mexico. It's like eh, not for long. He'd be popping up as Kane here at uh, after the summer. Best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, you don't say. He was never gonna get uh into the Hall of Fame as anything else, so that's about it. But Anyway, uh, coming up, uh, uh, you know, like I said, to wrap up February on the 23rd is No Way Out of Texas, 1998. And then uh, into March, we're going to lead into WrestleMania by covering three different WrestleManias. We'll tell you which ones on Wednesday and kind of run down the whole month what we got planned for you in March. I'm excited for it. Leading into WrestleMania is one of my favorite. I'm really times excited of the year. for March. Not for the oh, yeah. I mean, for the pop. <laughs> Yeah, right. For multiple things. Uh, but just also uh, real quick, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I posted my first review. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's a pilot. You know, I'm testing some things out. Posted my first review for Marks on TV. And Greg and I are going to start doing more things where we talk about movies, TV and video games. We're going to have Marks on movies, Marks on TV and Marks on games on our YouTube channel exclusively. So Go check that out. 
uh, we're going to break down various and it's either going to be reviews or previews and there's also going to be a little bit of gameplay footage i'm planning to do a lot when wwe 2k i know a lot of people have been getting flagged for showing footage in their stuff so yeah you gotta hey, you may not be a problem so. you gotta you gotta do it the right way uh i've you know there's there's workarounds and whatnot so it's not gonna like the the review that i posted was for the netflix original series midnight mass or uh miniseries and it's mostly just me talking but there's a you know pictures and a couple of uh pieces of footage in there nothing crazy but it's just kind of me running down the show and if you want to watch it as a whole you know it's kind of a lead into that sometimes i you know if i'm interested in something but i don't really want to sit and watch the whole thing. Uh, if I trust a YouTuber, I'll, I'll watch their reviews or whatever. So uh, if you're interested, go check that out. We're branching out. Greg's a big gamer. Uh, I, me, I'm into games, but I haven't been able to game quite as much as I would like to. So he keeps up with all of that. We're going to start delving into more of that as we go along. And uh, And movies, man. There's a lot of big stuff coming up, a lot of big shows as well. We got some big Just things. Just secure tickets to the early showing of the Batman, which I'm stoked about. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so freaking excited for that. Like, it looks really damn good. I heard it's going to be about three hours long, so it's going to have some time to breathe, brother. Let him breathe. Half. It's uh, YouTube.com forward slash channel forward slash Main Event Marks podcast. Go check that out. And as always, we're on Linktree forward slash main event marks where you can get all the links to all of our stuff right on there follow us on social media and as always you can hear us live internet radio uh, for burns it is tqlive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns every wednesday at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific thank you for joining me today greg <laughs> and as always we will see you on wednesday with wwf no way to texas 1998. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.